0: NFR Extra is a podcast dedicated to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo and features icons and personalities that embody the Western lifestyle.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh. You, you can only do what you can do, so you just go. Do, you go in there? you know, take care of your job and it, it is what it is, you know, and like, just like that. So if, if you, uh, if you miss one out, you know, then then that's the, that's the women. Number one, you don't ever right. miss one out, you yeah. know, so you, you got to mark them out and you know, it's all got to be on you. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. So dad always had the cowboy heart to him. And, and he always tried to do anything and everything they could, uh, to help us get down the road to fulfill our dreams. People you talk to and like the horse that I slid off and, and broke the camera lens on the end of the arena, you know, that I slid down the fence there for 10 feet, you know, on my rear end. So, <laughs> you know, it's multiple stories like that that you'd love to have those people come by and say, well, this is what they remember, you
0: know. Right. This is pro rodeo announcer Andy Siler, and you are listening to NFR Extra. So we are joined today by a Hall of Famer that has accolades that range from all over. I mean, if you were to read his resume, it, it would take a very, very long time to do. But it's it's an honor and privilege to be joined by Billy Atbauer today. Billy, where are you and what are you doing today?
1: Well, we're uh, just here at the house, basically, where I headed out to Lazy right now. We're, we've got a little Billy and the BFA sale out here and my daughter, J.C., uh, has been running barrels the last few days between the maturity and the derby and stuff. So we're just having fun running barrel horses, I guess.
0: Nothing wrong with that. No,
1: it's all good. Got a little bit windy and chilly today, but it's been pretty nice for an awful nice few days
0: here. Well, it's great that you've got the next generation of Ed Bowers still involved in rodeo. So if you can, let's... Let's flip back a couple of chapters and talk to us about growing up as Annette Bauer. Now it's a, a legendary name and it's synonymous with rodeo, but take us back to, to growing up and, and what that was like.
1: Well, it was great. I don't know if you could really have it any any better. You know, we lived 30 miles from town, and it was, I guess, the three boys and a the sister there that lived out there. And uh, we just grew up with horses and cows. And we had one, uh, one big bike that, uh, everybody kind of shared there. And, and you know, you'd, you'd push two people or three people, push it up the hill and then somebody jump on it and roll down. So (laughs) so we spent most of our time either trying to ride cows or riding horses, you know, so it was just a a great way to grow up out in the kind of the middle of nowhere and just great people and, and uh, a lot of work ethic.
2: So where did Saddlebron come about talking about a bike?
1: Yeah, well, we, just like that, growing up a horseback and that, uh, you know, the bike deal, we didn't spend much time doing that, uh, but, uh, you know, I don't know, it, it just kind of grew into that. Dad was always kind of that cowboy, he had to be at bad knee his whole life, you know, so he wasn't able to do it, but, and plus that, to be able to run the, the ranch and the farm in those days, you know, it was quite a little bit different than now, uh now you know, being able to go survive, make a living, rodeo, and you know, and so Dad always had the cowboy heart to him, and and he always tried to do anything and everything they could to uh, help us get down the road to fulfill our dreams. You know, so uh, and then Robert, I guess, being the oldest, you know, he kind of broke the path for for the rest of us to keep to keep following and, and want to do that. You know, so uh, we just all grew up. I guess, being a horseback and just wanting to be a cowboy.
2: Being horseback at that young age and being on the ranch, what were your guys' horses like? Because I know when we head to the ranch, it's kind of an interesting subject for some of us. That once you get older, you kind of get the crazier horses, and the young ones get the good horses, and you're all, man, this kind of sucks. Was How did that work for you guys and the family?
1: Yeah, well, I guess we always had... Uh, Horses, I guess it would always keep you on your toes. Um, and we had, to, we had, we had a lot of good horses, but I can remember getting bucked off all the time when I was little, you know, and riding a, riding a 16 hand horse and always hitting the ground, you know? And, and, uh, I would, uh, I could just about swear that the horse was going to buck that day, whether it was kind of the waist necklace, you know, right, so, right. So we all, you know, and, uh, I guess I don't remember anybody else's horse bucking as much as mine did, but uh, (laughs) uh, I guess maybe, maybe I was just a bad pill for him or something, you know, but we had a bunch of nice horses to grow up on and, and we could kind of go do a little bit of everything. And, and I guess the older we got, the more we didn't mind them bucking like that, you know, just when we was a little bit of bothered. So.
0: So between the three of you, which one was the most competitive? Because on, I mean, on TV, you always looked like the all shucks guy, but you're, you know, I, in my opinion, you're one of the most famous of the three, but which, which one was the most competitive?
1: Uh, well, I don't know if you could really, I don't know if you could say any of us or, you know, I mean, it was one for all or one, you know, it was one for all, you know, we, we were doing anything and everything we could to help them. And, uh, you know, if it didn't matter if it was, making them mad because they didn't like, uh, what you were saying about what you felt that they were doing, you know? So it was just, it, it was just helping each other. You know, So I don't, I think if, uh, somebody was doing something wrong, we were just trying to help them through it, you know, and like that, everything, everybody always needs help through, uh, everything when you get all done. So it was just like, you know, we stayed after each other about getting it done.
0: Did you guys pool your winnings, or, or how did that work when you guys were competing?
1: Yeah, well, we did for a year. There, uh, So my rookie year was in 88, and then uh, I guess we, like the latter part of the year, with Robert and Sue, well, Damien and Robert, you know, and Craig, uh, you know, we were all going together there, and it just got to the point that it was right on the verge of being able to make the finals and stuff like that. And Robert and Sue, uh, you know, they, I guess everything between all of us that we just started pooling our money so everybody could stay going down the road. And so we, we, we did it for a year there. Uh, but then, you know, everybody was able to make the finals and kind of get on their own feet. And, and, you know, they, Oh so we probably helped each other maybe every now and then once in a blue moon but uh, after that everybody kind of stood on their own feet and we just tried to make everybody else uh, be able to survive with with what they were doing.
2: You had a trio for 8 years at the NFR. You talk about getting on your feet after your first trip. What was it kind of like between the three of you at the finals specifically?
1: Well, you you couldn't have it any better, uh, you know. To have to have all three of us there, and then plus Craig, you know, we always included Craig on that. Uh, Craig and I started out our rookie years together, and you know, it was it was like we had four there the whole time, you know. And and it 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 just doesn't get any better because you've got the guy that's going to do anything and everything, you know, that is going to help you along the way. And he's not going to pull any punches about, you know, whether it was a good ride or not a good ride or really getting one marked out or not getting them marked out. You know, it was, it was never pulling punches, you know, that they, you knew that they were there to to make you better and help you along
0: the way. I, I feel like you're like the Cal Ripken of saddle bronc riding too. I, I mean, with 21 trips to the national finals, was there a, a secret sauce or did you find the fountain of youth billy how are you how are you able to keep it going that long
1: <laughs> well you know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people and a lot of things that happened along the way you know between uh holly and my wife and and uh between the family getting me from point a to point b um express ranches coming on board i ruptured the disc in my back in 92 and, uh, I was, I was home at least two, three, maybe four months out of the year wow. trying to get healed up from that ruptured disc. And, uh, then express Francis come on, you know, they were picked me up in 96. And, uh, so after that, then when I got sore, I went home and got healed up and then I was able to go out and, you know, we were basically flying like June, July, August. You know, we were flying every everywhere. So we were sleeping in a hotel room flat all night and I'd get up and exercise every day and then and then we'd go to the next one, you know, so I was able to stay healthy uh because of that. And we would have never been able to fly like that if it wouldn't have been for the sponsorship of express ranches and and him having wanting to uh fill the cowboys dreams.
0: So now the, the fitness part of it is synonymous with all the rough stock. I mean, even the time event guys as well, uh, were, were you one of the few, I know it was out of necessity, but was there a lot of extra calisthenics going on back then or not really?
1: Well, I think most people as a whole, they were not, I mean, I, they were getting that way. I think it was more and more, you know, they've gotten more and more that way all the time. Um, and, and like that, you know, once you get hurt, you're, you're going to start doing that because they're, you know, that's the only thing that's going to keep you going down the road, you know, and, and it's just gotten to be more of a lifestyle that if you really take care of your body and, and keep everything right, you know, that, that your lifestyle can be a whole lot different these days. Cause just the sponsorships of everything and the whole rodeo world and, and the cowboy dream, you know, is just, it's out there and it's huge.
0: Let's take a quick pause and we'll be right back. Looking to rope in some news and features you can't find anywhere else? Then look no further than the series of blogs at NFRExperience.com. You'll find customized content from experts in all things rodeo and Las Vegas. There's the NFR Insider. NFR Traveling Partners, and One-on-One with Susan Canode, Hurley's Hotspots and Heart of the NFR with Brian Hurlbert, NFR Experience with Patrick Everson, and the Junior World Finals with Jack Nowlin. There's something for all rodeo fans. Check it out at NFRExperience.com because legacies and memories are made in Vegas. Well, I one of my favorite memories, and I know it's it's replayed every year. Uh, but it's to me, it's awesome because it stood the test of time. Is your back to back rides on Cool Alley from 03 and '04, uh, tying your own record, and it's it's been tied again back in '21. Tell us a, a little bit about that moment. I, I mean, when you when you get matched up with a horse like that, are you are you nervous, or are you just you can't wait for that opportunity.
1: Yeah. Well, I reckon you got to tie it all together. I suppose because you can't, I, you know, it, uh, what a great horse, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you just want to be able to take care of your end. So you, you try not to worry about nothing and just, you know, go out and what you've been trying to do your whole career is just get you a good mark out and, and go at them and, stay in your rain and do your basics and, and see what happens, you know, because you, you, you stub a toe on them and they'll buck you off, you know? So I just count the blessings that it was be able to make it to the whistle and, you know, just blessed to be able to get on her and, and, you know, be on the top when you get all done, you know, that, that you got her done, you know, and like that, it's just, thanks for everybody's help you know along the way of, of getting there
0: that's one of those rides that you can literally mute and i can hear bob tallman screaming yeah oh. yeah it,
1: it it was it was uh it was an awesome awesome feeling for sure and i'm i'm just glad it was the 10th round like there in 04 because after when i come off uh, after the whistle there and the way i lit and i separated ribs you know in there so so i was I was sucking for air for a couple of weeks after that, you know, it was, uh, you know, it wasn't a better time and a place to let it happen, you know? So it was awesome.
2: That is just electric when you, to hear you even talk about that is so fantastic. I I'm curious though, do you ever look back and think like that wasn't my best ride I've ever had? Just curious. Cause it, it stands in the record books today, but was there ever a ride where you were like that, was my 95-point ride or anything of that nature?
1: Well, no, I mean, no, I mean, I, I was very blessed to be able to, uh, like, it, well, the NFR, everything, you know, my whole career, I was very blessed with it. So I never tried to judge myself at all. You know, I just wanted to give me a good sprout and, and go out and really stay under my rain. you know, and place my feet in the neck. And so I never got off of one thinking that I couldn't have done a better job, you know, as there was always more improvement that I could have done, you know, and, and it was just, uh, it's just an honor and a blessing for the, all the people to be behind you the way they were at that, that deal, you know, that, uh, that's what made it special. I mean, it, it was cool that I was able to go do that and get all the cool alley, but it was cool to have that many people. So, in tune with helping you make that ride you know so that's yeah. what's really cool about it
0: yeah i mean that that's an iconic ride but i i i look at some of those old horses that were really fun to get on but there there were also those that you weren't sure you wanted your name next to like maybe <laughs> an air wolf uh that <laughs> yeah. might not have been near as much fun
1: uh, yeah yeah there was definitely there was definitely a few of them and like that olders. older you know, there's multiple times. It depends who you talk to, you know, and that's what makes it fun down the road here too. You know, people you talk to and like the horse that I slid off and, and broke the camera lens on the end of the arena, you know, that I slid down the fence there for 10 feet, you know, on my rear end. So, you know, <laughs> it's multiple stories like that that you'd love to have those people come by and say, well, this is what they remember, you know? right? And so, and like that, it's, It comes back to what the people helped you get and, and what they remember and, and how they helped me get to where, where we were able to go, you know? So it's all, it's everybody's, it's everybody's input that, that uh, made it all worth it.
2: You had 51 NFR round wins here in Las Vegas. Tell me a little bit about what Thomas and Mac means to you today.
1: Well, I don't know. You can't say enough because they're, um, you know, to think what I'd be doing if, if we wasn't able to do that, you know? So, uh, you know, everything that even, even today, you know, what is, you know, what you guys think is Las Vegas, um, the whole atmosphere about being able to come out there and they're taking care of you, you know, and, and you get to see the, the people that have been running it forever and ever, every year, you know, and and I don't know, you just can't say enough about what they've done for the, for the rodeo and for the cowboy and just just all the way around that cowboy heritage, all the way around when even getting to Vegas, you know, that's what a lot of those people are just about the cowboy heritage of, of how great it is, you know, and we've got to hold up to it. So we just can't thank everybody enough for what they've done to, to keep it alive.
0: Billy, you've never been a guy that screams for the limelight. It, it seems like you like to to keep to yourself, but people are just are drawn to you like a moth to a flame. Do you do you ever get a sense of what it is that 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 is about you that draws people in? I mean, I know your consistency is definitely part of it. You know, I mean, when you're an icon like you are for a length of time, but it. I I, I want to know what it is that just, that really draws people into you when you don't seek it.
1: Well, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, 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 I just appreciate everybody, what everybody has done. You know, I don't, I don't, uh, I guess I'm not trying to make, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to live the cowboy dream and, and, and stand up for what's right, you know, and, and, and like I say, just loving that cowboy lifestyle. And that's what I want to, that's what I want to be. And that's what I want my kids to be. And my grandkids to be, I want them to have that, that stand up for what's right. And, and, uh, you know, what, when you get all done that you can go out and appreciate and love what you do every day, you know, and, and that's what we was able to do that. and, everybody and especially like express ranches you know they were they were a lot to keep to make that dream come true and and you know that's what that's what helped us all the way along there you know was was people like that and without without all those people we (laughs) our crazy cowboy lifestyle we wouldn't be able to do without you know the mr funks express ranches and and all these other sponsors. So it's just, I appreciate everybody's help.
0: Well, before we get to the the icon moment and kind of what that means to you, I, I want to talk a little bit about the top four guys coming into the national finals. So, I mean, I don't want to say it's a, a four man race because there's so much money at the NFR. So anything could happen, but out of Stetson, Sage, Cade, and Zeke, is there a style of those four guys that you like better than another? I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit of, of, uh, Billy at analysis on those four guys.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can get any better with it with any of them. It's just kind of, uh, I think it's going to be kind of more of who is on the roll and that things are really clicking for, um, at the time. And my, my biggest, uh, deal with, with all of it, and even when when we were riding, was getting that two jump spur out, you know, mm-hmm. marking them out mm-hmm. really good, and then setting your feet in the neck after that, you know, and so that's what I'm looking for every time. So, like if if they're if they're having trouble and they're they're not getting them spurred out, you know, that's a whammy for me, you know. Sure. So I want a two jump spur out, and and then feet in the neck, you know, and. And if those guys, any of any of those guys, if they're if they're on point and everything's rolling for them, they can all do it. You know, it's just uh, sometimes you kind of get in a rut and and you can't seem to get it done. So you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully everybody's marking them out for two jumps and setting their feet in the net because that's what that's what really makes it a a whale of a ride to me.
0: So I'm just going to be holding the microphone. I've never been in one of those locker rooms in the Thomas and Mack. Is there is there a little more anxiousness for maybe a guy that doesn't have a gold buckle? I mean because there's no doubt in my mind or doubt in my mind that Sage Newman or Cade Bruno they they ride well enough to win the world. But do do guys that maybe they don't have a gold buckle do they press a little bit more? I mean, do you ever get that feeling? Well,
1: uh you know, I'm not going to say they don't, but I, I would say don't do it, you know, cause you, right. you can only do what you can do. So you just go, do you go in there, you know, take care of your job and it, it is what it is, you know, and like, just like that. So if, if you, uh, if you miss one out, you know, then, then that's the, that's the number one, you don't ever right. miss one out, you yeah. know, so you, you got to mark them out and, you know, it's all got to be on you. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. And, and, uh, you know, you just go to try kid, try to take care of your job. So it's, if, if it doesn't start out right. And, and I've been that way many times myself, you know, where I'd go out there and I couldn't ride a thick horse to water, you know, <laughs> and most of the time, most of the time I was very fortunate with you, you know, but, uh, you know, you just got to put it on yourself and it is what it is. You can only do what you can do. And, just try to work for perfection in it and, and have fun with it.
2: While having fun here in Vegas, we are inviting you out here to join us to be recognized as a Vegas NFR icon. Tell me a little bit about what this means to you and what you uh, expect when you join us here.
1: (laughs) Well, it, it, uh, you know, it's just an honor and a blessing. I appreciate y'all, you know, even thinking about, uh, putting me in for that it, uh you know it, it all comes back to you know i just appreciate what everybody's done for me you know and we've we've been there every year since uh even since i've quit you know what express ranches has got the booth out there at the convention center so i'm always trying to do what i can to promote them and so every year I see people that maybe even I haven't seen in 15 or 20 years, you know, I'll run into them out there at Vegas. So it's, it's basically, it's getting what you'd kind of call back home at one time a year and uh, getting to see everybody and saying hi and, and uh, just enjoying the people that you haven't got to see forever. So, uh, you know, but it's everybody's, it's everybody's input that, that is, you know, keep on all of that fun is everybody's everybody's helping input on that
0: well billy uh it it's an honor to get to talk to you and we we love watching all those videos because it it stirs up some really really great nfr memories and at the end of the day we're we're just glad that you shared your talents with us because uh it, it inspired in my opinion the next generation i mean there's so many guys today that if you say, hey, who do you want your riding style to be like? Well, I mean, there's nobody better than Billy Eppbauer. You know, I mean, you mark him out and go after every horse. And that was that was kind of the, the style that we all grew up watching. So thank you for being you.
1: Well, thank you, guys. And I appreciate all the support through the years.
0: It's just been awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing you when you come out to Vegas.
1: Okay, sounds good. Thank you, guys. We'll look forward to it.
0: Want to experience more of the NFR? Then visit NFRExperience.com and we invite you to subscribe to NFR Extra on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and wherever you're listening right now. If you like what you've heard on NFR Extra, we would love it if you gave us a five-star rating and tell your friends how to subscribe.